0: So once again, good morning. Uh, as uh, brother Alex read, uh, our text is in Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 to 39. It, also ta- uh, it is also stated in Mar- Matthew chapter 16 verses 21 to tw- 23, and the rest of the synoptic gospel, the uh, Mark Luke. In Mark, it's uh, written in chapter 8, verses 34 to 38, and also in Mark chapter 8, verses 31 to 33. In the book of Luke, you can find it in Luke chapter 9, verses 23 to 27, and Luke chapter 9, verses 21 to 22. Uh, I'll read the whole text uh, later on. But uh, this morning, I want, you to, I want to give you these two questions. What does it mean to be a disciple of Christ? And what does it mean to follow Christ? Uh, the title of the message today is A Worthy Follower of Jesus Christ. So again, what does it mean to be a disciple of Christ? And what does it mean to follow Christ? Many professing Christians, like we are, think that when they become a Christian, they just simply added Jesus into their life. Meaning, they live their life their way for the most part of... and at, uh, and they do their will, their ways are the ones that are prevailing and they are living the way of life they want. They listen, they probably listen to and sing Christian music, speak Christian language, hang out with Christian friends, and go to church. But is that what Jesus has in mind for his followers? In Matthew chapter 10 verses 34 to 39 Jesus spoke of what it means to be his disciple or to be his follower this text is one of the most challenging passages in the entire Bible because it calls for the followers of Christ to love him more than any one and anything else it is a call to examine ourselves and wear our treasures and see just how we line up. This is a passage that leaves little ground for self-deception and Jesus is pretty clear with his demands to his disciples. Just a little bit of background, uh, historical background of the text. Oh, in that time, the Israelites the Jews, are expecting the king to come. Uh, They read it in the scripture and they were expecting him to come to free them from the Roman empire. And uh, to, of course, have a peaceful and abundant life uh, during that time. Uh, So uh, when the Lord Jesus Christ spoke of the words and even the words that he used in this text, he, he probably has it in mind and that will make the whole or the Israelites understand what he meant by saying those, uh, these uh, words. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 34, he said, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Verse thirty-five. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against his her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemy will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother for more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Thirty-eight, And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Uh, Again, as I said, coming from the Lord himself, uh, the question is, what does it mean to be his disciple or follower? What does he require from his follower? Uh, First point I would like to say is, following Jesus means you have to love him more than any of your relationship. Following Jesus means you have to love him more than any of your relationship. It says there in 37, whoever loves father or mother mother, more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Uh, When we hear those words, it's hard to imagine a more terrible scenario than families turning against each other. Uh, We work hard for our families uh, even our parents, we wanted them to have a good life, right? Uh, that's why we came here in Canada and from the Philippines, we try to bring in them here uh, to be with us and then the word of God itself will say, I come to bring divisions, separations among you. It's hard to imagine uh, to share a living space with one's worst enemy creates the worst kind of strife, and it cannot go on. If it continues on a wide scale, the society will break down. But what could possibly cause this kind of separation within families? Jesus says it is he himself, he himself. His arrival and the challenge of truth will provoke exactly this kind of friction within and between the families. This is what he meant when he says that he did not come to bring peace, but sword. Oh, when we hear the word sword, it does not uh, really, it really refers to that kind of sword that the fishermen are using to uh, make play, to separate the bones and the skin from the meat itself. So that is the kind of uh, a sword that is referred here or in context or the meaning of the word. I just don't want to pronounce the uh, Hebrew word of it. It's so difficult. I don't want to mess up (laughs) the word. But that is how it is. Uh, Jesus has warned his disciples that he has come to bring a sword of division in Israel. This is not a reference to violence or revolution, but to divisions or separations that the gospel can cause. Those who refuse to accept Christ will hate and persecute those who believe. We know this is true. Uh, And it happens to many family. Even some of them, we know them, what happened. They are not here anymore because of conflict with families. And it says the division will take place even between immediate family members. Father and son will turn at each other as well as mothers and daughters. The issue will not be, will be in Jesus himself. Is he the Messiah, the Son of God? Those who refuse to acknowledge him will reject uh, those of their own family who put their faith in Jesus Christ and begin to follow his ways. That we can also find that in second in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse three, verses 3 to 4. This will force many of Jews of Jesus' followers to make a difficult choice. Will they keep peace with their parents or children and denying Jesus, their faith in Jesus Christ? Or will they be willing to lose connection to their family members in order to continue to follow Jesus and acknowledge him, acknowledge to others that he is the Christ? Uh, Jesus is demanding his rightful place in the hearts of his people. They must love him more than all others and demonstrate that is true if forced to make a choice this does not change the scriptures demand that children honor their parents as uh, mentioned in ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 and that parents provide for their children in ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 uh, first timothy chapter 5 verse 8 Jesus does not say, do not love them. But those other people, what he, say, what he is saying is that we ought to love God more. Loving others is the second greatest commandment, but it is behind the first, which is to love God with everything we have. Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 to 40. In making this statement, Jesus continues to make a claim that he is God. Love and obedience to him must come before obedience to any other person or group. We can see that also in Acts chapter 5 verse 29. He makes clear in verse 37 that if it comes to a choice between family and faith in him, His followers must choose him or they will be found unworthy of him. Again, I say, following Jesus means you have to love him more than any other relationship. Secondly, following Jesus means you have to love him more than your own life. Verse 39 said, Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The cross was always about death. Jesus was teaching them with willingly participating in the dying of themselves, freely giving up their own lives to follow his difficult path. Scripture teaches that Christ's path is the path to finding true life, John 10.10. Dying to self is about finding the best possible life both here on earth, especially in eternity. Some will refuse to believe in Jesus. They will not follow him. Such people may find their lives, their own worldly definitions of success or achievements or getting what they want. But in truth, though they, they will lose the true life, which is only in Christ. They will forfeit eternity. Whatever life may find here and now will come at the cost of losing the life that is more abundant forever. But those who do willingly lose their lives by dying to themselves for for his sake, for the sake of Christ, they will find eternal life. In fact, following Jesus in the path of life, that is true and lasting. Some are called to sacrifice their lives for Jesus and the gospel. According to the legend, many of the 12 disciples were martyred. We are to accept that martyrdom is a possibility but not seek it out. God will honor martyrs. When Stephen is being stoned, he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God in Acts chapter 7, verse 56. And we have to remember that martyrs will be honored during the tribulation, Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. Persecution, if not death, is something all Christ followers should expect 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Uh, if you will notice the first one and the second one, we have to love uh, Jesus more than any other relationship, and we have, we have to deny ourselves. Secondly, we have to deny ourselves, or we have to deny our life. It may seem that not everyone will have to go on to that choice. Some of us uh, were, ber- uh, were very blessed when we got saved, when we got to know the Lord, including our family, got to know the Lord, and that is a happy one. But to those who will be, some say, say says that that will be my cross. If I got to be know Christ, I got to be born again, and then some of my family doesn't, and they persecute me, they consider that as their cross. But I think uh, the reason why uh, the Lord is saying these things, explaining this one to, these things to his disciples, is to make them clear to them what is, go, what is really the demands for following him, right? Uh, I, I would like to say, I would like to think that it's like saying the weight of the cross that we will uh, carry depends on how we understand right we understand the 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 intention or the uh, uh, the will of uh, god when He say you have to deny your your life you have to deny any other relationship even including your friends some of them will, will hate you but then again if you t- understand that, it will be more bearable. I remember, I remember uh, when my dad, Tata is uh, have uh, fighting for his life in the hospital. The three of us, Raquel, Romel, and myself, were in the hospital waiting for the the news from the doctor. And the, the doctor came in and explained to us, because he was in the uh Uh, intensive care unit already so when the doctor and the social welfare come to us and explain to us what is really the situation that if tatay had a heart attack uh, an attack again uh, they will not be able to uh, recover him because it would be more detrimental because of his age so they will just let him go but it was kind of difficult for us to accept that we were still hoping that somehow his life would be, would be ex- extended and he will live more. But when the, the doctor and the social welfare explained to us, explaining that it would be more harder for him to suffer his, in his condition, and it would be more harder for us than the cross that we have to carry in acknowledging to let him go, becomes more lighter for us. It becomes more lighter for us because of the understanding. It's the same with the word of God. That's why the Lord is explaining to us, this is going to happen to you. But you have to make a choice. You have to choose me because I am God. I deserve it. That is my first commandment. And loving your family, loving your friends, loving anybody is just second. Love your neighbor. Uh, Third one, following Jesus means you have to love him more than yourself. (coughs) How? By denying yourself and taking up your cross. I am really amazed with how sharp the word of God is if you will uh, examine the use of word uh, I notice that it says deny yourself it did not say refuse or do not accept yourself you know the difference between denying and refusing refusing you 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 don't want to accept something, or you you, you you don't accept something, that, but still that is existing. So you refuse. But when you say deny, it is not only not accepting something, but it is also denying that it exists. So when the word of God say, deny yourself, he is saying, deny yourself because it does not exist as part of you anymore that is what you be, you must believe it does not exist as part of you anymore you may feel it you may see it's working but it's not part of you anymore deny him deny that he ex, exists as part of you that is what he's is meant here by by saying denying yourself and also you, you, we notice the use of the word sword. There are two kinds of words. The words that is re, uh, um, written or words are spoken, words are, are written, uh, but the definition, uh, there are two kinds of meaning. One is you called definition. You see the, the definition in the dictionary but the other one is connotation. You see that in the mind. That is in the mind. And the connotation for the word sword, I said is the, not the, the sword for killing or dying, but the sword for <laughs> separating uh, something. And that is how it means here. We have to separate that part of us, the, the yourself. That is in the world. Separate it from yourself that is in Christ. And that one should live. The other one, you deny him as part of you. It does not exist anymore. Again, uh, it says, And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And calling the crowd to himself with his disciples in Matthew uh, Mark chapter eight, verse 34, it says, "If anyone could come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me." Luke chapter 9, verse 23. It says, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That's why it's a daily battle for us. Remember what Pastor preached last time? It's a daily battle. Now the question is, who is worthy to follow Jesus? He has made clear to his disciples that he demands to be loved above all other relationships, including parents and children. Only God can make such demand. To love God is the greatest commandment. Those who refuse to choose Jesus first makes themselves unworthy of being his disciple. They disobey God's command to love him with everything they have. Well, now, Jesus deepens the power of his teaching. Uh, most people living in the Roman Empire at this time would have had a vivid picture in mind of condemned criminals carrying the beam of their own cross towards the place of their execution. Uh, you know the, the, what is behind this one? The Romans forced prisoners to do this kind of confession, as a kind of confession by participating in their own execution they were admitting or at least submitting to the claim that the roman government was right to put them to death christ said before christ said this before his uh, own death on the cross and what would be would possibly mean when he says that those who do not take up their cross and follow him are not worthy of him Jesus said to those who would follow him that they must also participate in putting themselves to death. It means his meaning in the second context of his other teaching is that a believer must die to themselves. They must be willing to let go of their own agendas and personal dreams and ways in living. Uh, It's kind of interesting because... Uh, During the Sunday school uh, time, we were discussing most of this. So those who are present in the Sunday school, they know this. That followers of Christ, they must be willing to, to let go their own agendas and personal dreams and the ways of their living. He has in mind that as his people, his followers, we are to forsake anything that would stand in the way of embracing Christ with our full allegiance. We are to forsake possessions, power, favor of men, and human glory. We must deny our natural bent towards earthly treasures and strive to make Christ our treasure. Also in this, we must deny our self-reliance. We must forsake relying on our abilities and logic. We must forsake relying on our human sense of righteousness and totally cling to Christ for righteousness. We must live lives that continually accept grace and glorify Christ. We must willingly submit and walk the difficult thought of Christ all the way to the end of our lives. And nobody can call himself or herself a follower of Christ and at the same time follow their own thought, do things (laughs) their own way, ignore the righteous life that God has called them to practice. Those who will not die to themselves and live for Jesus are not worthy to follow him notice that this issue of worthiness to live as a disciple of jesus is one of self-selection that is all must choose to love jesus more than anything else all must choose to die to themselves and live for him alone To, to choose not is to become unworthy of following him jesus does not declare them unworthy for following him badly. It's not just an issue of following Christ badly or 50-50. It's an issue of totally, when you do that, you're totally not following him rightly. Jesus does not declare them unworthy for that. Those who will not, those who will refuse makes them unworthy because of their lack of complete and total loyalty and commitment to him. I don't know, but that is the simplest biblical way I understand and way I can maybe explain that text. But uh, the reason why I stopped there already is because I would like to go to the point of the message that I would like to drive out this morning. I don't want to be too long, but I would like to go to the point of the message, and that is the question of how do we apply this understanding of the scripture? How do we apply this understanding of the scripture? Time and time again, I can't help myself to tie up or correlate all the biblical teachings that I've heard or I have been hearing from the sermon and the Bible studies even in Sunday school. That's why in my example I mentioned the Sunday school. Uh, last Friday, not this Friday, in the Sunday school we took up Proverbs 14.28 which says in 14:28, Proverbs 14.28, In a multitude of people is the glory of a king, but without people, a prince is ruined. We learned that we should not over-spiritualize that text, meaning that text simply by itself. It simply means that King Solomon is teaching his son to be a good king and to reign using godly wisdom or the fear of the Lord to govern his people. That is just simply as that. But as I was thinking, uh, this text, in the historical backgrounds of our text, we learn that the Israelites, the Jews, are waiting for the Messiah, the king, who will free them from the rule of the Roman Empire, and after rule them as their king. But if they think that Jesus Christ is supposed to be the king, where are his supposed to be subjects, where are his supposed to be subjects, or people he is supposed to rule as king, right? If there is a king, there should be subject. There should be the people. Subject of the kings are supposed to be loyal and committed to the king. That is how it is. Putting it then into a current setting, that is the uh, setting, the the old setting, based on the scripture. Putting it into current setting, some of them, particularly his disciples and followers, believe that he is the Messiah, the King. But he clarified, the Lord Jesus Christ clarified to them how to become a worthy follower of him. Now again, putting it in a current situation, we believe that we, the believers, we believe that we believe in Christ, Right? And we are the followers of Jesus Christ. In the present setting, we are just the followers of Christ. We believe in his teachings. We try to do his teach, uh, to obey his uh, command. But in the futuristic setting, we will be he, his subjects in the future when he ultimately established his kingdom. But the word of God time and time again reminds us to be, uh, to be and how to be loyal and committed followers of Christ. Just like our text today, we learn from previous messages that we have to go back to the basic. When, remember when Pastor Mike uh, preached, he touched on the topic going back to basic. Uh, we have to remind ourselves always who we are in Christ. We are sinners saved by grace and mercy. And Brother Philip said, we have to read God's word, the Bible always, and stand, and Pastor Sani said, we have to stand firm in our faith and fight the daily battles of life, not killing those who doesn't believe, but helping them and ourselves to continue in the faith In our message today, we are taught by Jesus how to be a worthy follower of him. The challenge of his word is pointed to us in general, but also personal. The question now is, how do we level up in all of this? How do we level up in all of this? Trying to examine yourself. Be honest, where am I as, or who am I as a follower of Christ? Am I satisfying his demands? And some of us would probably be sure, saying yes. But really, in reality, many of us can even deny ourselves for a few minutes and hours to come early and attend Sunday school, deny yourself. Many of us can't even spare time for once a week, one and a half hour prayer meeting, which is conveniently held online. Many of us can't even deny ourselves to get even or retaliate with anybody who mistreated us, give us unfairness, experience and fairness for, for from them injustices mistreatments that we receive in our life daily you know what i mean right when somebody you, when you notice somebody doing something that is not right what immediately yourself tells you that's not right and you and you said to yourself oh yeah that's not right you blurt out You know, comments. When yourself said, he should not have done that. Oh, yeah, he should not have done that to me. Here is my retaliation, blah, blah, blah. That is how we are. Then we say we are a follower of Christ. Are we being honest, really? Some of us just settled up with just attending the the Sunday services without even... Uh, bad, bothering or be, uh, without being bothered to genuinely, genuinely accept the Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Can even deny himself on his own belief and understanding of how to be a real Christian. There are some here. Now, if you are now starting to feel bad and angry with me and hating me, Please don't. Instead, please talk to yourself. Really? Please talk to yourself. I think it is Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones once asked the question, have you realized that most of the unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are just talking, listening to yourself? Instead, you have to talk to yourself. Don't just listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. When yourself said, that's not right. He should not have done that to you. Tell him, you are a Christian. You should deny yourself for Christ's sake. When you see something wrong, don't just say, that's bad. Do something right. Right. It's true many times when we hear or experience that seems to be bad things in our lives, uh, it our selves tells us those words. But we don't talk but we have to talk back and say the right thing. Preach to yourself. So when I'm saying, talk to yourself, it's not the usual thing that we see in the subway, in the bus station, in the streets, talking to uh, themselves. What I'm saying is, preach to yourself the gospel. Listen, myself, you are, tell him, listen, myself, you are a follower of Christ. Respond or act like one. Deny yourself and take up your cross. Again, I think that that is basic in life of faith. Preach the gospel to yourself and stand firm in the faith. Use the word of God and the proper understanding of it to keep your faith and win the battles of life. Like, remember in the book of Exodus, like the hands of Aaron and, and Hur, holding the arms of Moses to win the battle against the Philistines, let the word of God and your the proper understanding of it be those hands that will keep your hands up and your faith up, up, stand firm in your faith. Many of you are looking. I will leave this, those words to you. It's up for you. But the Lord needs a worthy follower, a worthy disciple. Are we one? Are we two? Are we three? <laughs> Let's pray. The Lord bless you and keep you. show